0: your host Keith Evans and with me as always Chris Lowry and Cole Miller and today we're going back to 2006 a friend's ass type movie like there was two black people in this whole movie anyway we're going to (laughs) The Devil Wears Prada 2006 a movie that it's it's oddly like not critically acclaimed but just a cultural phenomenon somehow this movie Mm -hmm. all right so I'm gonna jump straight to this budget and earnings this movie a budget of $35 million. Did $326 million worldwide Jesus <laughs> Man
1: <laughs>
0: That's solid That's a solid
1: return that's, on investment
0: That's not bad at all I mean I don't want to say that it was just on the strength of Meryl Streep But I, I think we could put a lot of stock into saying That's that's what happened But we will get into that So movie direct, directed by David Frankel Our and mm-hmm. 50 minutes runtime. Rotten Tomatoes score 75 to 76. And that's fair. Uh, I think, you know, watching it over and over, it is just like, what's going on here. And then there's, then it's like, okay, I get, I get the message. I get what it's saying. Mm-hmm. And outside of the blatant name dropping and, Just like clear advertising for everybody or everything in the fashion world, like the product placement in this movie was wild. Oh, it was shame—it got shameless at one point. It did. I was like, "Are we just dropping names?" Just—is this an ad? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, legitimately though. I was like, "I paid for ad-free YouTube. Why am I watching?" What is going on here? But in a a lot
1: of ways, a lot of the you know the designer labels were kind of characters in the film um, because. There, you, you know, those were, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that they were big enough to be like a Mr. Mustang type character, but in right. a lot of ways, you know, Chanel, Gucci, those sort of things are so big culturally to a very wide subgroup of people, um, and therefore when, you know, name dropping things like that basically added characters to this film, Um, which is interesting Mm -hmm. because it's a very different type of movie to do that, but, like, if you think about all the cameos that happen in this movie, it's a pretty loaded cast.
0: Right. It's just, like, I mean, I, th- I, it, I feel like it is difficult to have a movie like this where the, it is centered in the fashion world and not drop the names like that. It'd be right. it just be really difficult you to have them. I mean, it's just it's just like watching Hustle and seeing all of the players that were that made cameos in it or who had pretty mm-hmm. pivotal roles in the whole movie, like Anthony Edwards and other guys. And it's just like I think it'd be difficult to make a movie like Hustle and not have Doc Rivers and not have all those guys. I mean, sure. it's such a Philly-centric movie. And so it it, it I, I'm I'm with it you know I'm saying like you know I say I say that tongue in cheek like it's jokingly but also at the same time I feel like all that stuff had to be done to to make a movie like this and just to show how important of a person Miranda Miranda Priestly was in the fashion world but cast of Anne Anne, Hath- Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. Meryl Streep Emily Blunt. We had Stanley Tucci. We had Adrian. Is it Grenier? Is it Grenier? Grenier? I don't, you know. Grenier. Grenier. That's what I thought. Yeah, so. Who the hell is Adrian who is Grenier? The hell is Adrian Grenier. René <laughs> 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 <inaudible> Mr. Entourage himself. It, yeah. it, it is so hard. He, I feel like he's a guy. He's Urquid himself. There's literally nothing else I see whenever I see him. Mm-hmm. It's just Entourage. But I guess it's not, you know, it's not a, not necessarily a bad thing. But we have a typical Yeah, I'm sure those checks are
1: still... <laughs> coming oh, in, God. so the, I doubt he's worried about it too much. <laughs> the,
0: the the scene that he had the, the 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 episode with Matt Damon trying to get a check for him for LeBron's foundation is quite frankly oh, man. One of the funniest. Love like Matt Damon shit. having to call him to get that check. I've got a
1: fucking like, Oscar and I'm calling I'm you. Calling you back. <laughs> oh,
0: dude, Matt Damon <laughs> is just, like that whole montage is hysterical. because he goes from just like fuming.
1: I saw Aquaman. It stinks. <laughs> it stinks it
0: st- <laughs> <laughs> he's crying in a corner oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's oh my gosh it was absolutely brilliant but a standard movie trope we have like the small town girl who wants to make it big in New York and whatever the industry is of course now this one is fashion and she has no idea what like no no clue about fashion whatsoever and she gets into one of the most prestigious magazines clearly in in the country and I'm just glad that she wasn't made made to be a Southerner because I don't know if I could have handled a fake Southern <laughs> accent throughout the course of this movie. <laughs> but we do have Andy, Andrea, her first day. She's the first assistant or the second assistant to Miranda, Miranda Priestley. And she has no idea who Miranda Priestley is. Real quick, Chris, I'll ask you this with somebody with the kind of book smarts that Andy had going into an interview or a job like this, she would have done a little bit of research prior to interviewing or going in and, and at least knowing like a little bit about runway or a little bit about Miranda Priestly, wouldn't she? Yeah.
2: Like I think that it's possible to, you know, being that she was trying to just kind of work her way to jobs outside of that industry. It's possible to just not know who that person is. Like, I don't know a bunch of big names and fashion aside from the names on the labels, right? right? But with someone as smart as she was, like, I, I feel like Miranda's name is one of those that, like, the second you kind of get to Googling the company right. in that specific building, like, her name would have come up. So, like, that's the part I was like, you don't know who hits. she is at all. Right. You didn't Google. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> if you would have Googled what time the place, like, opened or directions, like, I feel like her name would have, like, just just come up in the, in the Google, you know, autofill. So. Right. That's, like, the only part But like, I try not to think about it too hard. But when I see that part, I'm like, I'm supposed to believe that she's just, like, super smart. You know, she's, like, a, a journalist type. But she, you know, just doesn't know who one of the biggest names in fashion is. Again, fashion is not her background. Right. That's fine. Half of a Google search... You could just type in, you know, Miranda P. Anything I feel right. like, yeah, and she would have come up. She would have. It. So the fact that she was completely oblivious had me just like, oh, I don't know about this. Uh, one.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if about that. And like you said, being a journalism major too, so she would have researched into it. Like you don't get into right. go through four years of journalism and just be like, oh, we're just gonna fly by the seat of our pants. Like there's gonna be a little bit of background done. But anyway, she gets to her first day at the office. And we have That whole montage Of like everybody getting dressed We have Katie Tunstill Like playing in the background And the, you know all of the Everybody The the unrealistic standards Of what beauty was And still is of course I mean everybody's like Zero Size zero or less Throughout the course of the movie But
2: Oh that girl that a four is the new 14 said, He said No he said I, six, oh, no, six Was the new yeah. 14 Six is the new 14 Like there's people <laughs> I said oh, I see Oh, <laughs> oh okay, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> And it's also hysterical That like Anne Hathaway was AKA that like the ugly duckling of like
1: yeah, arguably, the, the ugly arguably fat chick. right. Yeah. <laughs> now if I said Anne Hathaway thing. was the hottest woman in this
2: movie, then what
0: happened? Right. No, yeah. and I would, I would completely like you would get nothing but a Grants with me. Like there's I mean, no you, way. And not, was not there. right? Say she's better looking than Meryl <laughs> Streep,
1: but it's fine. As well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the
2: haircut was doing it for you, huh? That scene where she had it covering her eyes, like, you give, <laughs> gave you a couple thoughts.
1: Yeah. The
0: the bangs came in and all of a sudden he changed, he changed his tune, but it was just, it just hysterical to me that that was like you said, called the fat, ugly chick is Anne Hathaway. Like arguably one of the, one of the like most effortless, beautiful people on the planet. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So she gets to, she gets to the office for the first time and she meets Emily Blunt. Of course, everybody's running around frantically. They're waiting on Miranda to show up. And they find out that Miranda gets, gets the office like, and uh, thirty minutes to an hour earlier than what she's supposed to, so she is just. The whole office is in a tizzy. People are putting, she, you know, their heels on. People are running in rooms. <laughs> We're in Defcon five, yes. dude. They're <laughs> <laughs> throwing food away there, and people just stop
2: eating. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's
0: like, like all these people are running in, and Emily Blunt is like trying to give her the rundown of the job, and it was. <laughs> when Miranda and Andy meet for the first time, like they, she kind of walks past her and she's just talking to Emily and Nigel comes in. He said, are we doing a before and after piece? I don't know. (laughs) 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 I don't know. I didn't treat her like garbage from the jump. I mean, he was just like, everybody was all over from her, from her clothes to her hair, to just everything. But it is a case where she's getting quickly, getting acclimated to the surroundings kind of figuring out what what the deal is so she does talk to emily blunt emily's like okay here's what you got to do you have to do this you know xyz you have to learn quickly she's like throwing documents on her desk and miranda's coming in and throwing you know her coat and her purse and everybody's like Stanley tucci Nadja's like okay everybody gird your loins like i don't know what it is about that line that kills me but dude it is the funniest thing gird like it's a- like <laughs> <laughs>
2: He like it's opens the door, and like leans into the hallway, and just like screams just it out screams into the it.
0: building. Too. <laughs> I just, I don't know his. I feel like his role, and we've, you know, of course, we've gushed over him with EZA, but I just don't know that anybody could be put in any role of his, and I'd be like, yeah, that was better, you know, like yeah, yeah every especially time with these um, kind of ones,
1: right? It's like he has this weird talent to take such a small role and make it like an integral part of a movie. Um, and I think Mm -hmm. that this is, you know, a good example of that. Like he's in this specific role, obviously he's larger than life in the way he talks and the way he presents Mm -hmm. himself, Mm -hmm. very Mm -hmm. underrated physical actor, especially in this one too. Um, but I feel like the, the thing that makes his roles, or I, I guess the thing that makes a lot of these movies work, is just his charisma, you know what I mean? Like there are times where he is in a scene that, you know i think it was probably written to be a 2 or 3 minute scene and Tucci tucci's just like well fuck this i can just chew on this and make this right. like one of the best scenes in the movie and he does it a couple times
0: he does, and, and and like when you're talking about like the physicality of it, like the only other actor I feel like that even lines up with him is Eugene Levy. As far as what he does with his face, like the mm. eye, you know Eugene yeah. Levy played his eyebrows. he played his eyebrows like the only people who've done more with eyebrows like maybe Anthony Davis. But as far mm. as just eyebrows, just parlaying that into a career, <laughs> Eugene Levy just did did that for his you know of course American Pie the father of Jim is being the. The biggest character, but as far as what he did... But yeah, I mean, Stanley Tucci just comes in and he just like... We're doing a before and after piece and it's like, Gird loins and he already has like three or four lines that are memorable. And he's been in the... He, like you said, he's been in the scene for 43 seconds. Yeah. Right, he's already like taken the tension away from everybody. And he's also in the room with Meryl Streep, which is very difficult to do. But we have Emily or we have Damn Miranda. Near impossible. It's impossible. Like yeah. Meryl Streep... Meryl Streep is arguably one of the best actors, actresses of all. I mean, she's top three. I don't even know if it's
1: arguable, man. I don't
0: think, like, who's going to, like, yeah,
1: right. Who is going to go against that? She's won three Oscars. She's been nominated for 22. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like you, what, what, like there's. Not what you can do. Yeah, that's, it's, I mean, and that's like, and, and like, sometimes she does get that lifetime achievement, you know, because she's so much better than everybody else. Oh my god! She gets a lot of credit. Like she, you know, LeBron has the same thing. Michael had the same thing. Where, you know, any given time, they were the best player. It didn't matter if anybody else was doing better. So Meryl Streep, like, if she's in a movie, she's probably one of the best people in a movie, right? So that in in year after year after year after year, the Academy has recognized that. And I think in this instance, it's right. But man, like, if you go through her catalog of movies, like, there aren't a lot of people that can compare to that because, like, she does comedy. She does stuff like this. She does Kramer versus Kramer, which is a very dramatic, heavy movie. Right, she yeah, does she all Death Becomes these, Her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. She de- does yeah, all like these becomes, different yeah. things that, like, other people shouldn't be able to do, and nobody else can really do it. Like, a lot of the, especially male actors, you look at the Daniel day lewiss and the Leonardo DiCaprios, they're pretty specific in what they do and they do an extremely good job at that I mean don't take anything away from Daniel Day but he's done like eight movies you know what I mean And they've all been unbelievable and he's great in them but then you take somebody like Meryl Streep and who can be a small role in some movie we've never heard of and get nominated for an Oscar because she is so good so I mean like yeah we could argue that there are people that are better but like Mm-hmm. I'm not going to argue that. Like I, I'm, I she's definitely solid number one for me.
0: Yeah, and I like I said it, it. The only reason why somebody would argue with that is just, just to be the contrarian and not because yeah. they actually would say or sexist, yeah, right? Uh, it, or or that like yeah. realistically, <laughs> yeah. that's like oh, well, name name a better role than you know. Of course, yeah. they bring up you know whoever whoever it is that they anybody would bring up. And so there's a lot of opportunity. I mean, like yeah, he he stood toe to toe with her in every scene, and he. Gildan. He commanded just, yeah, yeah and, and just crushed it every single time. But he was just, I, I feel like they, they two were just put on a clinic. Them two were just put on the clinic on the set the whole time. You know, they're just, everybody was just probably like looking up at them in reverence, just being like, this is, this is the greatest thing ever. And it would just be, it's like a random throwaway scene and both of them would just probably crush it and just be like, ah, you know, it was all right. And, and everybody else is just like taking all the notes they can. But we, <clears throat> we get Miranda and she meets, she does meet Andy. Of course she brings her in and she basically tells her like, you know, I I picked you because I've you know well because the other girls who came before you were skinny and they were pretty, and so I wanted to do something like the complete opposite of that. And so it's like, like you said, Cole, like the fat ugly chick is Anne Hathaway. It's like, what, yeah. what are we talking about here? And so Andy's like, you know, she's like, who are you? And Andy tells her, she gives her a resume. She's like, I'm a Northwestern grad. I was in journalism and I was talking of my class and blah blah blah. You know, like I may not know all about fashion, but or you know, who she, you know, Miranda's like, you didn't know who I was before today, did you? And she's like, no, and all this other stuff. And so Andy walks out. And I, I will say. Anne Hathaway does a lot. Like her face work is crazy. Like all the same, what she had yeah. to cry or she was happy or sad. I mean, it was just it was just effortless, and the things were just you know they were just like she just turned it on and it would just happen. I know that's called acting, but I feel like with her, it's a lot easier because her face plays a major role in every single scene. If that makes a whole lot of sense, but yeah, and it's you know, weird goes, with
1: this one because she's kind of the forgotten role of this that yeah, is. Right that shouldn't be forgotten at all. Like, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. the performance she does in this movie, and, like, you know, this isn't some sort of, like, prestige cinema necessarily, but I do no. think that if any part of it is, it's the acting performances, right? Because Meryl Streep was awesome, Stanley Tucci was awesome, Anne Hathaway was fucking great, man. And, great. and to be in a couple scenes with, you know, the greatest actor to ever live, and also Stanley Tucci, who was at 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 uh, a freakish level in this movie and being able to not just be completely upstaged has value, right? Like, I know we don't really think of that as being some, like, world-class performance and maybe that's fair, maybe we shouldn't. But man, she was fucking good in this.
0: Yeah, she didn't get washed at all. There was a lot of scenes where 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 she did have to play like the small town girl who's in the big, you know, the the small fish in a big pond, and she did that thing. And then like as her confidence grew, like that was also believable. It was just I feel like two different roles, you know, yeah, complete two completely different characters, and she crushed both of them. I mean, I feel like with with this character that she played in Chris is something that you and I could talk about at at nauseam, I'm sure. But it's like her role as Catwoman in in in, Bat- in the, the Dark Knight Rises, you know, where it's just like where she, at the beginning, she was playing the, the maid and she, or the, you know, at, at Bruce or uh, Wayne Manor and she mm-hmm. was taking the food up to Bruce and then, you know, he walks up to her and then it turns out that she's a jewel thief and she just, got, she had broken into the house and wasn't actually part of the staff and then she, like, kidnapped the governor and all these other things. And so, like, she went from kind of helpless server to the cat, you know, to Catwoman, to Selina Kyle and, and in a matter of four minutes, maybe, you know, because it's like... She was startled by Bruce Wayne, who shot an arrow at her while she was in it, like, upstairs to her, like, kicking his cane out, breaking into the safe, and then going downstairs, taking, you know, taking that fake collar off. So, the the range that she had in just that scene, like, was really showcased a lot in this movie. And then, of course, over the course of her career, she's played a myriad of different characters, and I feel like they've all been extremely believable. But, she you know, see, she's in this role, and so she, she tells Miranda that, like, this isn't really for me, and she walks downstairs, and then... Emily, who's also Emily Blunt, as Emily walks downstairs and comes back and get her, you know, because Miranda wants to take a chance with her. So she is she gets a job She tells her friends Like you know I have a job in fashion And of course they're all like You in fashion? No way Look at you They're like You wear a sweater In the <laughs> You skirt ugly boots. bitch Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Like that whole movie Was just like People being shitty To her Yeah Just like completely crapping looked. on her Yeah
0: Yeah Just like in another Teen movie When Chris Evans Is like Not Janie Briggs She's got glasses And a ponytail Yeah and What is that Paint on her overalls Like yeah. it's just like the same. It's the same same thing, man, but everybody just... You know, cause, so she gets in, and of course her, her friend is like, I know who Miranda Priestley is, and so anyway, they, they go into this, and so now we get into the... What's always great is the the quick compilation of her getting just, like, task after task after task and thrown on her, you know, she's in bed, and, you know, Emily calls her, and it's just like, hey, I need you to get this order down real quick, and she tells her 40 different things and then hangs up before before Andy even gets one thing down. Chris, when we're when we're seeing how difficult this job is and like how much stuff she has to do it's always good to have like a quick you know 30 45 second little montage or compilation whatever you want to call it of her like yeah basically with miranda walking by our desk and throwing her stuff on it's like can you give me this can you give me that can you give me this can you give me that like it does a lot in a little bit and lets us know like how difficult this thing actually is doesn't it it does
2: yeah and it's always interesting in movies like this where someone's an assistant because the jobs that they're given aren't on their own, like, these insanely hard <laughs> right. tasks, right. but they're, like, so specific mm-hmm. or they're, like, so extensive or they're given with, like, you know, like, it's things like, you know, call somebody and tell them we're going to do this at this time and then, you know, call somebody else and do this and then go down and bring this up and, like, two of those things are you know like the tasks themselves are always just fine but like in the montage it's like we need you to go get 17 coffees made with <laughs> no water or coffee beans upside down in the cup with <laughs> whipped cream on the ceiling and then she needs you to go to Dolce & Gabbana and get 37 and a half scarves made out of fucking solid gold and, don't the and then call forget it. the and it's like and you're like what wait, wait whoa. A second. <laughs> it's like these aren't hard tasks but are like It was like a specific piece. I'm like, this is this is insane sounding. So, and I I think that always works better. Like when it's like a movie like that, and the tasks they're given are ridiculously hard, it it doesn't hit for me for some reason because like it it feels almost like cartoonishly mean in Mm -hmm. a way. But like when it is things that are closer to being simple, things that you can like, yeah, I could see someone having to like I could understand having to take on that job, and they've kind of had these like. Again, these, like, small factors that make it difficult, whether it's, like, how many or, like, how rapid they're being given out, that just works better for me. And so this scene does a great job of when it's showing her doing things and being given the task. They're not unbelievably hard, but they're just, like,
0: shit. Right, seriously, right. It's just, they're just, they're just so, like, all the details, like you said, are so minute. And there's just so many different things. It's like, yeah, get the coffee, but it needs to have soy milk and it needs to be, you know, steaming, it needs to be steaming hot, it needs to be this, and that is like- Have enough
2: room for milk? I've never heard someone be like, leave enough room for milk. I've never heard that before. Like, and I understand it now, but I'm just like,
0: it's crazy. It is crazy. And it almost makes you think, it's like, are these tasks actually something that- and, and, And clearly a lot of this stuff comes from examples of people who did work in this industry or know- People like in in her position or people of power who do ask Mm -hmm. for just ridiculous things, and it's just like this is the craziest thing ever. It's like are you actually trying to push these people like push them so hard that they break, or is this person just a diva, or is it just a combination of both, which is probably is just an unhealthy combination of both. So you know, numerous people are telling Andy that. This is a job that a million girls would kill for. We actually hear that phrase three times in, I think, the first fifteen. 15- Felt like it was fifty. Times. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before the credits finished rolling, we'd already heard it three or four times. That should absurd. have been the name of the movie. That should have been the name of the movie, yeah, because cause Emily said it, Stanley Tucci said it, and so did her friend, the, the best, the guy friend who who said it as well. Whenever they got to dinner post her landing the job, so mm. a lot- and that guy in the elevator, Oh that's yeah, that's right, yeah, the the Erv whatever his name was, yeah, that 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 dude too. <laughs> so we get the dinner with her father you know he he is is like oh you know your mother's worried about you and you got this big degree and i, I do like that where you know you get the parents come in town it's like you 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 spend all this money to go to school and you got this fancy degree and all you're doing is working for a maggot like they make, they make it make it out right. to be just like this lowly thing you know and well of course you know parents want the best from their children and, and that's what it is and so they're gonna be they're gonna want them to be Astronauts, or you know, scientists, or whatever it is, her working as a second assistant at a fashion magazine. He just makes it out to be like she's, you know, a street performer or something like the lowliest of the low, <laughs> or something like that. Right. But, she but survived. Right the bucket. The <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, He's like. He's like, "What do you mean you're donating blood and and working at a soup kitchen to make money?" She's like, "No, Dad, I work at a like very prestigious fashion magazine. I actually, yeah. I actually get paid very well for for a New Yorker." But, you know, that that dinner with her father calls and we and we get to see just how difficult Miranda is. We get to see how much of a diva because Miranda is stuck in Miami and she's mm-hmm. trying to get back to New York because the twins have a recital, and really. It it I mean a lot of the stuff and that's what I hate when people in positions of power a lot of this stuff is their own doing is like well she knew that the twins had a recital so why didn't she look at the weather or why didn't she yeah, just stay in New York and then go yeah. right exactly but she tasks Andy with trying to get her flown back to New York that night <laughs> like like it was like midnight almost there you know was I, mean, a I know they were dinner, coming in that there was yeah. a hurricane.
2: I don't understand why they don't take me. Just it's a little drizzling. drizzling. The fucking dude, outside was lightning the perfect, of all time struck behind. Seriously, her,
0: outside, like on a boat, George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg went by from the perfect yeah. storm, and she's like, yeah, it's, it's like, just a drizzle. So, apocalypse yeah. out here. Yeah, but that scene really showcased, and we knew that Miranda was a diva, but I think that I feel like there does have to be a scene like this where it really is like accentuated, and co-having that scene really showed us like, man, she really is difficult to work for because why was she? why would she be so upset that Andy couldn't get her back through a hurricane, right?
1: Yeah, and part of that feels like it may have been uh, a bit of a test, you know? Like, could you, I know you can't do this, but how are you going to handle failure, right? Because obviously, I mean, you could very much tell that she expected to get home, but you know, the kinda like dredging on about it, that sort of thing and just being like, You've you've you failed me and all this sort of stuff seems more of a test as opposed to her actually genuinely being upset. Although, I mean, she was obviously the devil, which is makes it a little bit different, but The name of the (laughs) Yeah, the unrealistic the unrealisticness of the request obviously was outweighed. Um it's also a movie, so of course they're gonna overblow stuff like that. But yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it.
0: It did, and then you go get this, get, get back in New York and back at the office, and she's talking about how great the recital was and how everybody enjoyed it except herself. And then that's when she goes in on Andy, talking about you know she took a chance on the smart fat girl, which again, I mean, I know there's a lot of people watching this movie, and especially in 2006, where a lot of fashion and health standards were really skewed, and I know they are now, but I think a lot more people hopefully a lot more people understand that six is healthy and probably is probably small, even, you know, for her height and weight. But anyway, and so she said, so, I take yeah. the, took the chance on her smart fat girl. And this, you know, kind of, this is what I get kind of thing. And, and again, call, thank you, right. I think it is a test because that's when we have Andy, she starts to cry and, and she goes to go see Nigel. And it's actually is one of my, one of my favorite scenes, but like the first time I saw it, I, I disliked it. And then I watched it again, I liked it. But then I watched it again, I'm like, wait, do I like this scene? Because when she goes to <laughs> Nigel, Nigel and he's like, you know, did you come here to, to cry on my shoulder and I'm just going to tell you it's going to be okay and, you know, give you a little pat on the butt and tell you to go about your way. He was telling her that she really wasn't trying. He said that, you know, runway is a shining beacon of hope for many. Of course, later on we know that he's talking about himself and he mm-hmm. tells her to wake up and, and and she needs to assert herself, basically up until this point do we feel like i kind of toss it to both of you You know whoever ends it do we feel like she wasn't completely trying or do we feel like it was kind of a half-hearted effort because she had kind of counted herself out already and was just like well i'm just going to do this with the experience and you know if i if i don't make it i don't make it
2: that's how i always that's what it feels like to me it feels like it's less of like she doesn't care from like a, a work ethic standpoint but just more like this isn't really a field that she's too knowledgeable in. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly what she wants to be doing. So, you know, there's some things that she isn't super well-rounded on because she that's just not her background, right? But, like, and then there are other times, like, this just doesn't seem like her dream job. So she, you know, isn't applying herself, but not from a, a place of, like, being lazy or she doesn't want it bad enough, which I guess, like, in a way she doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's not so much of, like, she is just, like, a typical lazy. So, like, she wants a handout, but it's just, like, this isn't you know this isn't her jam so she's like maybe not pushing herself as much as she passion. should because
0: right right yeah
2: like it's just like she doesn't care enough about, about this stuff, that's all like she said with like,
0: the belt she's like i don't know a lot about this stuff
1: yeah
2: yeah right. so like <laughs> sometimes that conversation hits me kind of weird because like i'm kind of like you like sometimes i like it and then other times i'm like i don't know if that's a solution here <laughs> right i don't think it it doesn't feel like it's from a, a lack of trying because like you don't know how lucky you are it's just like I do. Everyone keeps saying that, you know, people would commit mass genocide to worship. <laughs> <Everyone, like, Yeah>. I'm <laughs> like, I've been told that 37 times in the last 32 right. minutes, but it's just... I get it. This ain't my jam.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence about it, and I know what he was he was trying to do, and I feel like it's going to come from a different place just because I, I also think I'm, want, I'm looking at it from a southern lens. And so a lot of times people in the south will, I won't say sugarcoat, but... But tell us, will tell us the truth, obviously, but also tell it, like soften the blow. to have a little bit of tact about it. And he was just like, you not you know, you're lazy. Or you're not turned. doing your best. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so he was like, you need to wake up, sweetheart, and tell her that she needs to try more. So he he takes her down to the the room where like all the leftover clothes are, and she gets her she gets what what we all expected. We get the makeover. We get the new clothes. We get the new hair, and she's you know wearing makeup because. Obviously, working for a fashion magazine, she should have felt like that she, you know, dressing up shouldn't have been a thing, apparently. But she did, you know. But I also feel like that is kind of a metaphor for a lot of people where we do get to a point at an occupation, whether it be where we are currently or in the past, that we really do feel like, okay, I need to start asserting myself. And really, I want to give this a full effort. So if I do or don't make it, I can at least say, hey, I gave it my full shot and it did work yeah. or it didn't work. Either way, it's a learning experience and everybody's going to go for the better. So of course we get to that, you know, she gets to make over and Emily notices and Miranda notices as well. And she's, you know, starting to, to pick, you know, answer the phone more confidently. And she's doing already doing things that Miranda was going to ask outside of the really ridiculous things. But she gets, gets to a point where she is starting to change a little bit. And Cole, we kind of, of course, we're going to, we saw that coming as well. She wasn't just going to change clothes and change her hairstyle. She, her attitude was going to change as well. And she was going to fall into the role more, like, sink into that role more so than just it being an occupation. Of course, we saw a changer. We saw that coming, though, right?
1: Yeah, and I think it's, like, obviously it's a big part of the movie Um, mm-hmm. because if she just quits at the at, with Stanley G, that's just kind of the end of it, right? And, right. you know, I think that there's this this weird phenomenon. I'm sure you felt it too, Keith. Like, if you're doing something that you're not truly passionate about and that you don't truly want to do, you can give 100%, but it's still mm-hmm. not what you're fully capable of if you were to do mm-hmm. it the same thing in, like, your passion project, right? Like, there mm-hmm. is that extra 110, 120% that you can unlock just because you truly love what you're doing. And it seems like that's what really happened, right? Like, she started to mm-hmm. see that, oh, I actually do enjoy this. I actually do like this. And I think that the, in a lot of ways, this it kind of gets lost in this movie that maybe she becomes this person that she doesn't want to be, but really... What she is becoming is a different version of herself that the people around her don't necessarily like.
0: Right. And she really has fallen into this second assistant role. And even whenever she did get the full makeover and she met her friends for dinner and then she was Mm -hmm. giving out the gifts and the purses and all that and the makeup and her phone rings. And of course, it's Miranda and her friends like playing keep away. Obviously, kind of joking, but also at the same time, they're like, hey, you know, hey, you were with us? Like, spend your time with us. And she yeah. gets the phone and she talks Miranda for a little bit, and she calls them all. You know, she calls them assholes because they kept the phone away from her. And so then, at that point, we saw that Which, she was starting to shift.
1: Let's say. That- do not fucking do that to somebody. Like, yeah, yeah, that was yo, their yeah. Y'all yeah. had that coming. I, yeah.
2: I'm with her there. Yeah. Like I'm surprised she they she didn't catch hands. <laughs> yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. Like you know, that's how I pay
1: rent. That scene
2: like, ooh, yeah. that me. That scene irks me so <laughs> yeah. bad. Like it's supposed to be played up. Like she's so out of touch now. i right. like,
1: nah, she that's remember, her right. job, calling she, man. Though? Like
2: that's her boss. Right. Like, you, you can fuck her whole life over.
0: Yeah, it's not just some random friend trying to go get her to get drink somewhere else. It's literally yeah, right. like the person yeah, exactly. who's signing her paychecks, you know. So I, obviously that's a call that she needs to make. But anyway, she goes to a the the fashion party to get pick up the sketch from James Holt, and that's where we meet Christian Thompson, aka mm-hmm. Fake Guy Pierce, and yeah. he's talking. <laughs> no. You ain't have to do him like that. <laughs> right guy Peter. Listen, there's a lot of looks that people could go for. Like the guy he he went to his his barber and he's like, "Give me the guy Pierce. And the guy's like, "His barber's like, "I, his, barber was like, I, I got hmm. you, buddy. Don't you don't you worry." But she meets him there and of course he's like all smooth and he's got a scarf and all all, you know, all this shit and he's like, "You know, have a have a drink." And he's looking at her up and down and obviously she's like, "You know, yeah, I have this boyfriend thing going on here." And he's like, "Well, this and you know how you know how the lines always go. Just because there's a goalie doesn't mean I can't score, right? And she's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm just I'm just here to work. Like, why are we talking like this?" But anyway, so we we get the first glimpse of him, <laughs> and we know that we know that he's going to be bad news. So clearly, he's he's one of those in the industry just gets what he wants, and he keeps pressing until he gets that pressure added. So we <laughs> so she gets the sketch. We we'll move on to Miranda going to get the 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 out of town preview right is so one time it was at the flamingo one day it was closed the next day it was open next so when does he- it open July third <laughs> so she goes to get a view Miranda does and her crew get a view of the spring collection before it all opens and so then that's when we get to see the one night is good two nights is bad pursing of the lips means a catastrophe but the line that Stanley Tucci drops that is a real bombshell. I feel like I said, her opinion is the only one that matters. And I think Mm -hmm. that's when we really get a good look of like how important she is and how she got to be that kind of person in this kind of movie. Chris, like there's a lot of times whenever we get like, you know, in Marvel movies, for example, we hear about like how bad Gore, the God killer is, or how bad Thanos is or whatever, or like how powerful a person is. Whenever we hear, especially coming from Stanley Tucci, or Nigel in this in this case how important she is by just dropping that one line in the fashion industry that really lets us know like oh shit she's she's a really big deal even though we knew it we get that and it plays it up in a bigger way
2: it does yeah because for the most part we kind of got a sense that she was kind of a big deal just from people in the office but these are also the people in the office that she kind of terrorized so obviously they all see her as like the right hand of god or something like that so before you really just see her as this force that's kind of you know, like powerful within that building, and she's bothering people. But for that line to come up, like you know, her opinions on that matters, like her saying her take on what's going on in the fashion industry, and it comes up again when she's at you know some of the meetings or whatever, and she's telling people, you know, I think this is the best thing I've ever seen. And you could see them glowing up with her review. Like that line really lets you know that oh, okay, she's not just mean and stuff for no reason. And obviously, she still kind of is, but like it it's kind of earned, you know, to kind of have this sense of. Superiority, because what she says goes. You know, not mm-hmm. just in that building, but within
0: fashion and general. Just so. in New York, almost it seemed like she had the whole city, city by the lapel, mm-hmm. seemingly. But
2: she says your pizza sucks. and They're throwing your cart away.
0: You're done. Completely right. Done. Yeah, yeah.
2: You don't even get the clothes. They come and they take your car Just out. take yeah. your hot dog just Take the whole restaurant. Down. Just put the whole restaurant. <laughs> no drinks. Put the whole no restaurant drinks. on the back Can't of a tow <laughs> truck. Free hot dogs for, for life. No drinks <laughs> yeah, I mean, though. Can't do drinks. The insurance guy's like, sorry, man. <laughs>
0: Yeah I don't, know. I don't know what to tell okay. you man We gotta, we gotta haul it out of here Just grab the oven and throw it in the back <laughs> of a U-Haul <laughs> So Cole 45 minutes in mm-hmm. We get Miranda She gets Andy's name right The yeah. whole movie she's been calling her Emily And when she called her Emily the first time Emily True looks ass. at Andy and goes That means you So 45 minutes in we actually get Miranda Saying Andy's name correctly And she asks her to deliver, to deliver The sketchbook so she gets the sketchbook and, and there's a little shift. We see that Miranda is really starting to warm up to Andy in her own special kind of way. Of course, it's not going to be you know a pat on the back or invite to dinner, but she gets her to do the, more, the first assistant type assignments and not the second yeah. assistant. So we get a pivotal role, a pivotal scene in the movie where Andy gets the instructions from Emily as far as what she's supposed to do. She's supposed to pick up her dry cleaning, put it in the closet, and then put... The the sketchbook on the table with the flowers, but of course she gets in her house and she has three tables with flowers on them and I don't know yeah, why Emily Multiple
1: closets. Yeah.
0: yeah. Emily wouldn't be more specific with it, but we look upstairs and the twins are looking down and they're telling Andy, you know, No, put it on that table, you can bring it up here and clearly they're just trying to lead her astray and so she We're terrifying the twins from the shining. Dude no, yeah. seriously. Seriously. Somehow, you scary. her to
2: fuck her whole life up. You're like, oh no, don't,
0: don't give they, they, it. In.
2: They're gonna ruin your life. They had
0: red bottoms uh, painted on the on the wall of the <laughs> of the house there instead of red rum. Just yeah. had red bottoms. It's like, what does this even mean? They're not even out yet. So, Mar- <laughs> <laughs> so we get Andy going upstairs to deliver the book to the twins, and of course, she bumps into Miranda and her husband having uh, looks like an argument after after dinner and Miranda gives her... Dude, I know one thing. Meryl Streep nailed, like, that look. You know, just like that look of contempt, that look of disgust. pure evil. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. There was just... She probably dropped it, like, four or five times. Actually, she probably dropped it as much as, like, the Loki hair flip. But, man, when she dropped it in this particular scene when she saw Andy upstairs, it was just like, Jesus, dude, if looks could kill. But... At that point, you know, she was upset with... She had finally gotten Andy's name right. And she's upset with Andy for going upstairs. And, of course, Emily's like, you went upstairs? And so she's going to punish her. So she wants Andy to get an unpublished version, the manuscript, from a, a Funny Harry, shit of all time, Harry Potter book in 2006. Dude, 2006, she asked her to do that so... Andy phones in a favor with your boy. You'd be better off stealing the
1: Declaration of Independence. <laughs>
0: Look, listen, honestly, the Faberge egg. Like there is no way she, there is no strings Christian Thompson could have pulled to gotten that thing, to have gotten that at all. So I don't know. Man. Cool, just He's like,
1: pretty good looking. Guy Pierce, yeah, yeah,
0: guy. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone thought he was Guy. Yes, I think that's what it was. What you, got Pierce? Why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was in me Memento. Give me the. <laughs> You know the thing, yeah, yeah. They're like, "Oh shit, you are, you him. are yeah, shit, the has the thing." To be you, yeah, yeah. Nobody else can pull off that look like that. <laughs> but Cole, just like you're saying, when it comes to a test or a task, this is the ultimate test, and and she just knew the Miranda knew that Andy was gonna fail at this, but Andy is going around the entire city trying to get the manuscript, and she finally phones Christian, who makes something happen. And the, the part I actually did like was when she did get the manuscript and she walks into Miranda's office and drops it on her table. And instead of being excited, what does Miranda say? She said they're twins. What are they, they going to do? I'm going to split this in half, sure. and let them reading And yeah. she's and we that was actually fucking hilarious. That <laughs> was hilarious. Yeah. She's so mean, it was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and we get the the, the 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 train scene where the twins are on the train reading the Harry Potter book. Not only reading it, but like they only they have they both have their own book, and it's also like has its own hardback that that Andy somehow made within you know a day of getting this task yeah. but yeah. as far as Miranda actually showing like that was her 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 nod of approval after Andy left the room we got to see a side of Miranda that we hadn't seen the whole movie where she was actually pleased impressed. with something and, and yeah. happy with right and 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 impressed with what Andy did how important was that from the Miranda viewpoint was that for the movie
1: uh so it it obviously it it had to happen because we knew As time progressed that she was trying harder, but she also was gearing towards a showdown of some sorts uh, to become the favorite of the assistants, right? Right. And so the completion of this impossible task is a win-win situation for Meryl Streep's character because, one, if she doesn't do it, then she knew, you know, and obviously she didn't think she was, but it would give her reason to be like, you are a failure, but if she were able to pull it off, it's like, okay, I can forgive all of her other shortcomings that she's made so far because, holy fuck, how did she pull this shit off? Right. Yeah, right. that's, that's
0: so, a, a complete win-win
1: right there. Exactly. Like, you're, you're setting yourself up for success, which shows how good of a developed character Miranda Priestley was, but also what we need to see as far as the movie goes to see what that showdown will eventually look like which we did get in a lot of ways
0: mm-hmm. we did and we we got to see like I said we, we just got to see a nod of approval and I feel like we kind of needed that too because man she had just been scowling the whole movie And I really Mm -hmm. want to, and I know it's a different role. I mean, it's like me wanting to see Denzel smile in training day, right? Like it was just, I know that's the character and I know we're (laughs) supposed to be getting the whole movie, but still just like, just do that Denzel thing one time. And then the rest of the movie, you can just be evil. And I will say there is the one scene that we did going to training day where we did get, I mean, outside of him just acting his fucking ass off the whole movie, but right after he had shot you know right after he had shotgunned his buddy in the house and, and and then you know he shot he shot eric roberts and they were back out in the car and ethan hawk was freaking out he was like man you can't do that we got to see he's like i watched that cocksucker work without impunity for years he's like we got to, we finally got a chance to nail him we nailed him you know and he's in there he like yeah he's he genuinely looks vulnerable in that scene and he genuinely looks like the a, a denzel role and not just like He's not Alonzo Hightower in that particular scene. So I really like that. But anyway, back to this. I love that movie, by the way. It's I, I don't yeah. want to do, I never yeah. want to do it. I don't because it's just, I mean, Cole and I, we, we you know, we, we quote it all the time. He's like, you shot he's me in the ass, you motherfucker! You motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he,
1: he's the only really good part of the movie though, right? Like it's, it's, oh, yeah. it's a good movie, but like, it's mostly just a reason to watch Denzel, like just thing. cook. Hold on,
2: brother. Respect Ethan Hawk so. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be kidding. sure to do he's that. Fine. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's
1: fine at this. No, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. But yeah, yeah you
0: white, you Ben Affleck though. You white, you been at <laughs> reindeer games. No, suck at reindeer games.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, you are. He is right. You are white what movie was that
0: where like every time a white person showed up the character would be like oh my god it's Ethan Hawk oh that's gonna bug me now. <laughs> <laughs> was it a movie I or TV. I don't know
2: but yeah. I, wanna, I wanna find it that, was it a movie <laughs> or
0: TV show there was somebody who was like oh my god it's Ethan Hawk dang it I'm, a, I'm, I'm a... just gonna google oh my god it's
2: Ethan Hawk when we get off, I'm gonna find it don't you worry I'll have it on your desk by
0: 11 <laughs> sharp yeah I need that Harry Potter, man- Harry Potter manuscript please so <laughs> So Andy gets the so Emily gets sick. Emily is supposed to be going to Paris. Something she had been preparing for the whole, <laughs> the whole movie. She hadn't been eating. She had been working for months to go to to get her chance to go to Paris. She said, "If I get hungry, I, I eat a cube, a of, cube cheese. of cheese." Keep from no, she out. said. She said, "If I if I if I get feel hungry, I like go to sleep or something. to feel like I'm gonna pass out. I eat a cube of cheese. Like that's the most ridiculous thing." <laughs> yeah. But it's hilarious. And it's yeah. also true because that's probably <laughs> One how the, cube of cheese. a Cuba cheese and that's probably a diet that some people have been on to because I've heard of some pretty sick diets. Let me tell you, but she gets sick. And so we, <laughs> so she has to go. So now Andy has to go to the benefit that Emily was going to go with, with Miranda too. So she could point out all the people at the party that she's supposed to know. But really, Emily has done the homework and point out, okay, hey, that's the ambassador. That's his new wife after, or that's his mistress that he married after he divorced his wife and blah, blah, blah. But Emily gets sick and now Andy has to go. But she also, she's really starting to slip away from her friends. And of course, Nate, her boyfriend, because his birthday party is that night. And they're like, no, you could come do this. But then you could also go, like, how in the world could she go to a black tie benefit and then also be back home for her boyfriend's birthday. Like, there's th- those two things, unless unless he's going to celebrate his birthday at midnight. In New York. Was, right. That just wasn't going to happen. So she goes to the benefit, and she's helping out. You know, her and Emily actually work hand-in-hand hand because Emily forgets somebody's name, and Andy recognizes the person and remembers it and tells Miranda, but they, as she's going to leave the party, of course, she bumps into Mr. Handsome, Simon Baker, a.k.a. Christian Thompson, and he's like, oh, you know, you're a sight to see, and are you leaving already? You know, come in, have one drink. And he just like steadily just, you know, laying the foundation for what would be their, you know, their, their moment in Paris. But Miranda drops the bomb on Emily or Andy and tells her that she wants Andy to go to Paris instead of Emily. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know this is rhetorical, but why couldn't she just take both? Was it like, I mean, she Miranda priest, so she can bring whatever, whoever she wanted to. Right.
1: Yeah. She was just mad at her. Right. It was that's what she was like. We want to take the the team that was <laughs> that's best or whatever. So she basically was just using that as a, you know, the obviously punisher. she could have taken her, but she didn't right. want the liability. Is what it made it seem like.
0: Yeah, true. And then also Emily gets hit by a car because she right. has yeah that she has matter. Andy Andy's now in the office and she puts Miranda puts her bag and her coat on. Emily's desk instead of Mm. Andy's desk. And so then we see the shift and kind of the power shift. And now Andy is Emily. She's number one now and she moves up the the ladder. And so then, you know, Emily's out running errands, getting scarves or whatever she's going to get and gets hit by a car. And so to add insult to injury, Andy visits her at the hospital and then also tells her that Miranda wants her to go to Paris with her. And she's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't have a choice. Like I know that there wasn't a better moment for that, but also, she could have at least waited to like the poor girl healed. I mean, she still had like <laughs> fresh bruises and was getting tapioca pudding, and she's like, "Oh, hey, by the way, I'm going to Paris." So
2: <laughs> both her feet were off the ground. You know, I say if you if you in a situation where both of your feet both are off feet? the ground, you would need like three days to like get your mind right, like if i'm ever in a situation where i don't have anything on solid ground for more than like three seconds like don't give me any breaking news for like a week Please. like the cardinals could win the world series don't tell me just like yeah. i gotta work my way back yeah i gotta get back get to, my feet. back to used to being on
0: earth that is a that is a very dude, those humbling... scars went flying everywhere it's not funny it's not no it's not but that's a very humbling moment What <laughs> <Like>
2: confetti dude
0: <laughs> Oh, $25,000 yeah. yeah. That
2: sound like All in the air Different colors You got, like the wrapping paper In the boxes
0: I bet her legs mm-hmm. was, like a I bet, Championship parade Her legs was like Linguini after that I bet Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Linguini <laughs> <laughs> Look what you did To my leg Look what you did To my leg You gotta got get on the couch Said his legs Was like Linguini <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: So, Rick needs some help, man. Hey, yeah, we just gave him some help, man. <laughs> he, just, he said
0: he said we gave him help because we beat yeah. up his legs. Like that's the kind of help that he needed was have his legs beat up. Uh, that's, <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so I bet he won't come back and just sprint like that again. Wrong, <laughs> wrong,
0: wrong. Which Rick James, you're talking about, man. He he's a habitual <laughs> line stepper. He steps over the line habitually. <laughs> uh- <laughs> that's who fake
2: guy Pierce is. In this movie he's a he is line, step listen
1: he is absolutely like, the
0: line was moved habitually with every now just about to get to the scene with the art exhibit whenever andy is there watching looking at her friend's art and you know we of course he bumped to christian there and he's talking about he's going to see her in paris and you know they talk they're talking a little bit he gives her the longest kiss on the cheek i've ever seen in my life but it was, again he's always pressing pressing the issue like I was borderline uncomfortable in every scene he was in because it was yeah. just like he was just pushing too much and I know he's supposed to be the not the I know he's not the love interest because clearly Nate's the guy but he's supposed to be the one that's convincing her or, or to, you know to do whatever and and go go against the grain or you know cheat on her boyfriend whatever but it's like man he could he was just really pushy but a, i know a guy a guy in a position of power like that is going to be pushy like that so he you know of course her friend sees it and she's like i can't believe you would do that to nate and then you know nate he are you gonna know, did you tell him about i can't believe you're going to paris and of course nate walks up right when she said is like oh you're going to paris we hadn't talked about this and so they get into their fight outside mm-hmm. and she's like, you know, you miss, he's like, you, miss, I, you know, you're still mad at me because I missed your birthday, which he should have been because she walks into the, she walked to the apartment with a cupcake with one candle in it and she's like, happy birthday. Yeah. I know I missed it, but here's, you know, your favorite cupcake, whatever. So they decided, of course, they the perfect moment. They're going to take a break. And so now things kind of fall apart in her personal life. So we we get the we get the 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 swing the seesaw of her life where it's like her professional life was falling apart, personal life was great. Then the personal life isn't going so well, but the professional life is great, right? We got to have that. There can't be the healthy mix of that apparently in the big the big apple. So we get to Paris, and Christian just shows up. The, like of you know the biggest city in the world, he sees Andy everywhere. Like there's I barely see people twice a week in Oxford. He had an Apple Air tag on her, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. He was tracking her. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> like the chance of bumping into somebody in the streets in New York twice in a in a year probably are like one in a trillion, let alone he saw her like four times in a day and she's without without a phone call in Paris. Like Kanye and Jay Z weren't even there yet and she's already they're already bumping into her again. Like he's like bumping into <laughs> <laughs> and They're already bumping into each other there. So of course he asked her out to dinner, and then you know Miranda. So we get the we we get the really vulnerable scene of Miranda telling Andy that her her husband Steven wants a divorce, and so she's really vulnerable mm-hmm. for the first time. And Chris, we get an opportunity to really see Meryl Streep like just absolutely eat up a scene. And she didn't move; all she did was sit on the couch in the corner of a couch with no she's makeup on, in a fucking robe, fillet everything. And- <laughs> yeah,
1: <okay. laughs> like yeah, I mean no makeup just, like, just cooks that whole fucking room man dude the
0: whole room I mean she just took, she took a torch to the whole hotel room yeah is there any reason for her to go that hard in that particular scene Chris honestly no
2: but like it's Meryl <laughs> Streep so that's so like you the know only thing is, that she yeah. can do like she she has only one setting and it's to give you like the best performance Flambe. if there's a scene of her like vacuuming the floor you'd be like fuck <laughs> <Hey>, god damn <laughs> you, know, you know you know you could vacuum I've never one wanted to dice so bad in my life <laughs> yeah, right right <laughs> that's what so we can't let Meryl Streep start back doing commercials so we'll have to buy everything cause she'll just she'll
0: do it too well like there'd be st- dude I'll have a I'll have a blow dryer in my, in my house just because of hers like why do I even need this shit dude but she was in a commercial what can I say what are they gonna do they're gonna throw me in jail yeah said, <laughs> you Chappelle you, Sir, pal, you got a choice you can go to jail for a month <laughs> or you can let R. Kelly pee on you <laughs> I'm not gonna hesitate yeah. bring in R. Kelly and tell them to stay away bring from my R. Kelly. eyes <laughs> he, said, he said bring in R. Kelly and tell him stay away from my eyes. Yeah. yes, yeah,
2: stay away from my eyes I was like, Damn, he said something that. Stay, like, stay, away, stay from away from my eyes. Stay away yeah. is
0: what he said. <laughs> but yeah, she absolutely just chews that scene up. Cool. I mean, I, I know we kinda of talked about it already, but like how just how awesome was she in that scene. Didn't even raise her voice any. She sat there in the corner and talked about how, you know, how she just basically how she wasn't worth anything and how he didn't want her want her anymore. Like, you know, she really chopped it up in that scene, didn't she?
1: Yeah, big time, man. I mean, it, it, it's about emotionality. And where yeah. is it? What am I trying you know. to do you for a man to cry? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and there, so it, it, it is one of the scenes that if you would have had anybody else that wasn't quite as talented as Anne Hathaway, mm-hmm. that she would have been completely washed out of the room and the whole, it would have out looked of the, out a of little hotel. bit out of Yeah, and it would have looked a little out of place, right? But it's because Mm -hmm. the, you know, obviously Meryl Streep is as good as it gets, and we've talked about this, and this is one of her best scenes in this movie, if not the best scene for her just doing her thing. But for Anne Hathaway to be able to stay in this scene... And not be completely just run out of it, and still show some emotionality yourself. um, The it it works, right? And and I think that that's one of those challenging things about this movie that they kind of nailed perfectly. Is at times where Meryl Streep was just so much better than everybody else were very limited, and that is a very hard thing to do, (laughs) right? Because there aren't people that are as good of actors as. Meryl Streep is and this scene is one of those Examples of why this movie Works so well but also That's her just doing her thing That's the one that scene is what they're Going to play at the Oscar trailer Like that is you know when they're introducing Her to win her award that's what they're Going to pick and it's because she does that So well and she goes through all The different emotions with you know What seems like flawlessly And just effortlessly
0: Right, and I think like you said it was done on purpose for sure because there's no way that, that that we could. I mean it's like staring into a solar eclipse like we just couldn't can't get too many scenes where she just showing or really she just one on one with a lot of people because she would just show up a lot of people and not even on purpose but just because it's just like clearly is, just yeah. head and shoulders over everybody else. Anyway, outside like like we talked about earlier, really Stanley Tucci's really about the only one who could hold his weight and that's not a knock on anybody else because I love him, Emily Blunt like her in the Adjustment Bureau, man, is one of my favorite roles, and and we've talked about her before. And of course, Anne Hathaway is really talented too. So it's you know, she just washes people, and it's just not even, not even a case where she's like, you know, effortlessly. She's just doing a thing, like, like like we said, she's literally just sitting on the couch, no makeup on, in a robe, and we're just like, is this the greatest line I've ever heard in my life? Like, it's like, you know, right? It's right. like in right? It's like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where that little girl leaned over to Leonardo DiCaprio, and she's like. That's the best acting I have ever seen. Seems he just starts crying. Rick, thank you. Fuck, Rick fucking do Rick, Rick fucking do
2: With a gun bite. Somebody on the gun, by, <laughs> remember gun yeah. by his head makes an extra foot. So I'm going to pour know. this little girl down a well.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that movie came out like three years ago. You're going to make me watch that now. Yeah. I'm not sorry. I had plans on not watching three hours worth of movie when we got done. But I'm not sorry about you're welcome to know you you're was from like.
1: Boston? <laughs> so, so, when, they're, when they're trying
2: to film the scene of the table and he has that mug. He said, fuck it, let me
1: do it again. Yeah. <laughs> it's House of the Beans. Yes, I've had worse. <laughs>
2: like the way he interacts with objects in that whole scene it's is just so, so funny the gun, yeah. the, the mug like he how eats he fucking, his yeah, head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually holding it like this he said like, how long has that been driver? since that time in Juarez <laughs> a lot of people died that day <laughs> we had a good time though
0: Yeah, oh man. Somebody picks up, my feelings won't be hurt. Man, that's going to be a long one. So so, (laughs) (laughs) Nigel gets to, he tells Andy that he is going to get the opportunity of a lifetime. You know, this is, you know, the, the the shining beacon of hope, the little girl who dreamed it was him, and he's going to get promoted to his dream position, you know, 18 years of not being able to do what he wanted to, 18 years of not being able to think for himself, or, like, be, and be able to be his own boss. He is, because he feels like he's going to get this promotion, and he's going to be in a position where he wants to be. So, <clears throat> they toast, they toast to that, and then we get to dinner with Christian, and she's talking to him, and they're having the wine, and they're walking back to his or back to the hotel and of course like he just plants the biggest kiss on her and she's like We we don't need to do this and then she kisses him again and then they just keep I mean he just like he's forcing himself again, again it's just like I don't be I'm I'm really I'm really uncomfortable here. Fake guy Pierce. like you know she said no like let's just wrap this up but he doesn't and so anyway of course inevitably they sleep together which we knew was gonna happen and the next morning as she is late to getting back to the hotel her hotel she sees a copy of runway and it's like of course it's way different and we find out that there's gonna be, you know, Irv is gonna buy it and he's gonna put Jacqueline in charge and like all these things are are, are in place mm-hmm. and so she just you know like Miranda's getting fired and so of course now Andy's flipping out and you know guy pierce has his shirt off and he does he work only work out his back i don't understand what like if he was supposed to be sexy in that scene like post shower (laughs) where he just has a towel on but he looks like it looked like his trainer was just like we're just gonna hit back and then just hitting back yeah a a little bit of traps he's like the front don't worry about it we're people don't really pay attention to that (laughs) he's like okay you will never be
2: facing the camera it's fine (laughs) (laughs) the camera will always
0: be behind you okay cool and then it's like the camera's in front he's like what the fuck so he gets he he tells he tells her that you know miranda's getting getting pushed out and so she's like flipping out and she goes to go tell miranda miranda's meeting with irv and she's like you know wait a like i gotta talk to urgent." of course miranda's all mad at her and we get to the benefit dinner thing going on and or the i guess it's like an honorary dinner for for Miranda, and she gets up and tells that the job that she, na- well, the job that they thought that Nigel, Nigel thought he was getting, it is given to Jacqueline, who Miranda didn't like, and so we're just like, let's you know, everybody's kind of mm-hmm. like, what's going on? And Miranda was said, you know, she said she was ahead of the punch the whole time. She said, I appreciate you trying, actually was, was, seemed like she was kind of appreciative in that car ride as they were going to their next event. And she said, you know, everybody wants, wants this, everybody wants to be us, basically is what Miranda says, but of course we have Nigel who was hurt. I wish he had gotten his redemption point, but it's okay. He's Stanley Tucci, so he can do kind of do whatever. But we
1: get the the Yeah, it's fine. They gave him his own CNN show a few years later.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that's <laughs> so so we do get the, the moment where we find out that Miranda had been ahead of it the whole time. She knew what was coming. She she saw the writing on the wall and so she told mm-hmm. Andy just that and so when they get to their event and she's basically, she's basically a She is a mark. Yeah, we we definitely we got an oceans twelve moment just then. She yeah. she was way ahead of the game. and We just found out that everything was just a performance for the night fox. Just because they knew we knew that he'd be watching the whole time. So she gets to the, the their next event. The next press and all the media media is there, and and Miranda gets out and Andy throws her phone in the wishing well, and I guess she gets back on a plane under her own money and goes back to back to new york on her own and quits her job but she leaves miranda you know she comes to her senses and she she figures out like this 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 isn't just a job for me and so we saw that but didn't like when that moment came up did you feel like did we feel like it would be more powerful it was more powerful for her just to walk up as opposed to her like telling Miranda off and then leaving as opposed to just her like leaving Miranda to kind of fend for herself in that moment.
1: Yeah. So I think it, the part of that for me is that the, the overwhelming power of the Miranda Priestley character, especially in that scene in the car, again, like very small scene, but like Meryl Streep just doing her thing um, and just explaining how they are alike and that she had done it to Emily and that she, you know, wasn't that much different. You're part of this. Mm -hmm. And I think that she couldn't necessarily really tell her off because that just wasn't the power that the character had, right? But what she could do is remove herself from the shitty situation, which turns out to be the most powerful tool that she had throughout the movie, right? Could she have told Miranda to eat shit? Sure. Right, I think it was far more powerful for for her to be like, no, you're not in charge of me anymore. And, you know, throwing the phone in it was kind of a great, you know, finishing move.
0: Yeah, I agree. I feel like if we did get that big tell-off moment, it would have, I mean, of course, we would have been like, yeah, tell her. But then that just this moment where it's just like, she just walked off under her own under her own circumstances, and she didn't also didn't let Miranda know that the like, most powerful you, move you, you could the do, best of, right. right? Yeah, you didn't get the best of me, because if she had just like told Miranda off, Miranda would have just like probably just scoffed at her. She would have won, right? Yeah, she just yeah. would let her know, and so her just walking off and throwing the phone in the in the well and just going back home was was the best best way to handle it. And and, and I think like I said it, it. You said it played well in that particular scene, but she gets back and she meets up with Nate and she of course apologizes for the, basically the monster that she had become. And you know, he tells her that he had interviewed for a job in Boston and he got, got to be the head sous chef there. You're from Boston. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't imagine two weeks in Boston. Yeah. But she gets, he gets, gets back and and he tells her that she, he got the job there and he's like, yeah, I think Boston, you know, has magazines. And so of course he's like, you know, basically you should come with me and, so she applies for a job and at the, what was the name of it? I guess we just, I saw it on the front and I cannot remember. I can't remember, I, it I can't remember what yeah. it was, but she applies for a little, you know, little editor job deal going on there. And when, during the interview, basically the interview was just like, you know, I got a, I got a fact from Miranda. At, as you know for your reference, and it said if I don't hire you, I'm you know it's a basically it's like what is this all about? You being at the at the runway for less than a year, what's that all about? And you know she's just like oh well, um, and she's like well I got this get this fax and said if I by the way it's hilarious that he got a fax. I don't know it's 2006, yeah. but it's like an email or a phone call would have done that. It was like I got this fax and it said you know if I don't hire you, you an it you're an idiot. So even though that's how she left Miranda, Miranda still had clearly the utmost respect for. Her and gave her that wonderful reference and you know of course like she would get potentially get, potentially get that job and then at the end of course we had to have like the last little standoff with not standoff with the last meeting of andy and miranda you know sees her from across mm-hmm. the street and of course miranda pretends to not see her or acknowledge her and then she gets in the car and she has her she has that smile but then she still has to end it with like okay, drive, you know, like, talking to her driver. So she's, <laughs> yeah. she still had to have her moment. You're not a part of the scene. <laughs> yeah, it's not about it's not about you, driver. Like, he didn't even have a name, wasn't even, like, Mike or anything. He's just like, drive, driver. And so, you know, he drives off, and we have the, the, you know, Andy walking across, you know, walking through Times Square. We we always have to get the Times Square moment where we just have to see all, like, the marquee and all the traffic and all that stuff. But we, we get that, and the credits end. So, you know, it, it ends... I mean, it's kind of cheesy, but at the same time, I, th- I feel like we we feel like, I mean, there's not a good or bad guy in this, but we do feel like Andy went out on her own terms, something that I don't think a lot of people feel like in life they want to be able to do is like handle the situation on their own terms maturely and be able to still be successful and get the respect of people as they should have throughout the whole movie. So again, you know, a movie that's just not like, you know, I mean, we're just not going to be like, this is the best, the best performance ever, but it's clearly, I mean... 327 million clearly some people liked it like it wasn't just a case where this was you know a, a great life, lifetime movie. now this it was a
1: cultural phenomenon the cultural like phenomenon this movie, is what it i'm was. sure you remember it too keith but man it was there was just nothing that people were talking about besides this right like
2: i'll be honest i was 10 and i still like remember the yeah. Impact. Like yeah i, I do kind of remember people like older than me like women that you know like my mom and like my mom's friends and mm-hmm. even like people are closer to my age. Like, I I do remember just a lot of people talking about it. I mean, you can still see a ramification like, how the posts that I sent you guys today, like, how people just, you know, like, hold this movie to such high regard Mm -hmm. still, so.
1: And, And, I mean, just think of, like, you know, this was 2006, is that right, Keith? Six, yep. Yeah, so 2006, think of the fucking absurd... Idea that this had to sound like For somebody Mm -hmm. to make into a movie Mm -hmm. Right like there's (laughs) just I mean because like they Very male dominated Even you know still is today but definitely In 2006 like they probably Heard this pitch and was like this is fucking insane And for Able to pull it off and make This movie and make it You know at a level that I think is As high a level as you know Could possibly be is kind of in itself, like, a massive, massive achievement.
0: It is, and, and it showed, I mean, even at the end, whenever whenever Miranda, like, sent her, or call, you know, called Emily and said she could have her clothes from Paris, and we got the, the new Andy and Emily. Even Emily was like, you know, you've got some big shoes to fill when it comes to Andy's replacement. Mm-hmm. You know, like, everybody in the office was you know held andy in the highest regards because she did it that way and like you said it was just it was just a cultural phenomenon it was a culture i want i mean clearly not a reset not like a not something where we got a lot of lines or quotes from it but a lot of people clearly love this movie and chris like you're saying i mean there was you know be even being that young and knowing the significance and importance of, a, importance of a movie like this like people knew knew about it and talked about it and clearly it was huge i mean there's there was a, a run where like i could you know couldn't turn on FX without this movie being on at some point. Like <laughs> it was just on all the time. So this, you know, clearly did really well. And is still something that people talk about now, but you know, as we move into our categories and talk about laughing out loud, our, I did talk about one of the first one, the, the, the loin scene is hilarious. Cause he just like, like mm-hmm. Cole said, you know, he just like leans out into the hallway. hallways. Like, all right, all right, everyone at, you know, eight forty or eight 30 in the morning talking about all right, everyone Gurgel right But, the scene that we talked about is the the Paris. Uh, she's like, I'm on a diet from Paris. I didn't eat anything. And whenever I feel like I'm gonna faint, I eat a a, a cube of cheese. Like, it's just so <laughs> funny to me that she that Emily would be like, Yeah, this is what I have, just so I can fit into, you know, the size two or size zero or whatever it is, so she can be in Paris. And 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 then didn't even get a chance to go because she was hit by a car. So anyway, those two lines, those two scenes had me laughing. Chris, what about you? What made you laugh?
2: Man, I don't know if I could put it on like. <clears throat> I guess it is the scene. Just the idea that she asked her to go get an unreleased Harry Potter book. It's (laughs) it's the funniest shit in the world to me, man. Because it's like, I know that we've got some kind of pool, you know, being, you know, uh, as big of a person as Miranda was. But you're sending your your second assistant to figure this out. Like, no one's going to recognize her. (laughs) So to send, you know, essentially some random person. Out into the world I'm like yeah bring me the unreleased Harry Potter oh and then also get me two of them two
0: of them yeah like,
2: that This as a concept that was so funny
0: uh, it is because it's just it's so like yes can you give me the the, the screenplay for the Avengers like you know <laughs> right right yeah that's yeah say, no, like, no, give me the, the keys to the Playboy 25. Mansion yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes I would yeah, like it shouldn't even exist right I would right. like the schematic for the White House please thank you like no you're not going to get this what are you yeah, talking about yeah exactly all right, Cole, what had you laughing?
1: Uh, Keith, I'm with you, man. The uh, eat a cube of cheese to keep from blacking out is <laughs> fucking hilarious. And it's it's also just wildly absurd. Wow. Um, but, you know, it's it's not uncommon to the type of humor that was throughout this movie. So, um, But that one always, man, it kills me every time because I'm never expecting it somehow, even though I've seen this movie a
0: handful of times now. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that line. So when she did say that, I actually did. Have, I, I laughed pretty every hard at, time at the me. notion. Yeah, that she would like she didn't eat it all, and then when she got hungry, she ate one. Not like a ba- a bag of cheese or something. She ate a cube of cheese, and that was it. Just one cube to keep from passing out. <laughs> yeah, that's just absurd, man. So Mr. Mustang, we talked about him, and he's borderline in this movie too much, man. But I just I can't go through the categories without giving him his his roses. So Stanley Tucci for me. I feel like he was just great in, in every semi
1: because, like, I think he he's wasn't too much. He was in it too much. He was in it a lot, but the
0: scenes that he was in, he wasn't in like a long time. I think the longest scene he was in was the makeover scene with Andy. But every scene he was in, it was mm-hmm. like just real short. But you knew he was there. Like he left his mark every time. So that's why I gave it to him. But like I said, if 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 we feel like he's in it too much, I can't argue with that as well because I mean he was in it quite a bit. But that's mine, Chris it was yours?
2: Twenty-five Hermes cars that got thrown <laughs> into the air. Uh, I
0: can't. <laughs> yeah.
2: What? What a visual! What a hilarious, shot, but not too. hilarious. Yeah. Shouldn't be funny because yeah. a woman just got blasted by a yeah. car. That shit hit her like, like Ray Lewis across the middle. <laughs> Unfortunately, it happened to her. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> beautiful shot, man.
0: <laughs> beautiful shot. It really was. It's a shame
2: though. how
1: we got there though. <laughs>
0: All right, Chris. Cole, excuse me. Cole, who is your Mr. Mustang? Uh,
1: So, Miss Mustang for me, I went with Giselle. Um, You know, I and and not necessarily because the part was particularly awesome. Mm -hmm. But so the... I don't know how much y'all know about the backstory of this movie, but the actual story is based on a very famous designer and editor of Vogue named Anna Wintour. And when this movie was being released so many people were so terrified that she was going to ruin their career for real because she was very much like the real Miranda Presley that no models or fashion designers wanted to actually be a part of the film at all and mm-hmm. <laughs> Giselle was just like you know what fuck it I'm big enough to where I don't even give a shit if one of the most famous editors in the world cares if I'm in the movie or not and just did this small role and the only stipulation was she didn't want to be a model in the movie and she wasn't she was just like somebody that worked at the magazine but I just thought that was like oh okay cool Like Giselle was basically like oh I'm I'm bigger than anybody else So it. i'm gonna do this because i want to yeah we, we ball like let's go
0: and that's what we i mean because yeah. but like you said some people just understand where the, where they stand in the in their particular industry or just in life in general so she's like you know good luck like, I, I mean if you want to do this thing that's fine but you're not so i'm just gonna go in here and do this role and you're gonna be and you're you're not gonna do anything about it so that's awesome all right Jameis winston talked about him Quite a bit already, but Christian Thomas, Scott, Simon Baker, fake fake Guy Pierce, <laughs> he's my Jameis Winston. I mean, he just Mr. Memento. Yeah, he just <laughs> he sucked from from the beginning. He, he just came in and he just like, so Andy, it's a pleasure seeing you here. And you know, whatever. It's like every every scene, he just a scumbag man. He just you just mm. turn
2: him into Doctor No. Yes,
0: <laughs> <laughs> turn him into Doctor No. Dude. <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, he he actually started Spectre. It wasn't Doctor No. It was him. Yeah, little little known fact. I fa- yeah, I found that in the out, trivia. Yeah, it could have been a Bond villain. That's yeah. Fair. He could have been a Bond villain actually. Yeah. But yeah, that's my James Winston. Chris, who's yours?
2: Same, same. It was one of it. Was, and it was like a one of those James Winston performances where he just kind of stinks it up the whole the time. The whole time, but like the talent, the talent is still there. Like, like oh, man. clearly, yeah. It's one of those like oh, he's throwing these picks with some like.
0: With some zip on me, Yeah, he did some zip <laughs> on <them>. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: like them bitches are cutting wind right yeah, now. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aimed at the right person. That's a nice pass. So, he hit
0: that yeah, linebacker it's right it's... in the chest. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
2: He <laughs> was precise, he just threw it to the wrong
0: person. Yeah, yeah it's
1: a good looking pass. Hits yeah. all the cornerbacks right in the hands. Yeah.
0: That's a good one. I'm with you. I mean he just he just sucked the whole movie. Alright, Cole, who's your Jameis Winston? Sometimes dude
2: not to Howard Corner too much sometimes he throws one and it's not even a 50-50 ball. It's like a 70, it's like an 80-20 ball. 85-15. It's (laughs) like, like, what
1: are we doing here? There's a 15% chance that it doesn't hit the, it doesn't get intercepted, but it's not, never going to be a catch. But, there's like a 2% chance that his receiver is going to catch it, and there's a 13% chance it hits the ground.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah, exactly. The rest of it, pick. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Every now and then he'll give you one of those, and just like,
0: oh shit. Oh, Oh, there it is right there. Yeah, he's, He's throwing over the middle, like even on the replay that, like the announcers are like, "Who is he throwing to?" <laughs> That's my favorite. Yeah, right. All right, Cole, who's your James Winston?
1: So it's not a queen sweep, fellas. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bust it up. I'm gonna go with her other, her other love interest, Adrian Grenier. Oh man. no! Oh um, no! Oh no! He was just such a bummer. This whole movie, he never really oh, supported no. her. Yeah. You know, like every time that she tried to make it seem like she cared about her career, he made fun of her for it and then was just kind of shitty about the whole thing the whole time and i'm sure it was coming from a place of i think you're better than this but right. it was more of like him judging her even though he was a fucking chef at a diner. It's like all right dude, you don't get to be all high and mighty when you're working <laughs> at a fucking waffle house. And
2: Just so you make an all-star
1: breakfast. Take yeah, me it. exactly. Like ease up, <laughs> hit the brakes a little bit. Um, so I went with him because I, I think he was like a shitty, unsupportive boyfriend. So, so you're telling me if he was cooking
0: your all-star special that you're gonna, you're not going <laughs> to eat it? Okay, okay, I know. I'll, I'll, okay, who's who's high and mighty now? Man, I, you uh, know I right. don't eat bacon. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe French toast, but yeah. Yeah, now you'd be like, let me get a sausage split down the middle twice. Like, that's split how you would be. down the middle be. twice. <laughs> Chicken and waffles? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right, so the Rinse Dude category, it's Meryl. Like, she's great. There's no need to real, there's really no need to expound on it. Like, she's, it's Meryl Streep. So that's my Rinse do, Chris.
2: It is also Meryl Streep. I'm glad that you picked her too, because I don't want to go with the boring pick, but like. Right, yeah. You, how do you watch this movie and go and think like, you know who was the best person in this movie? And then say anybody Definitely, else. Like, again, yeah, all yeah. the other performances were so good. Like, And, you know, like Cole saying, you need to have those supporting performances that don't fall flat because you don't want to watch her completely out-act everybody because that maybe breaks it a bit. So everyone else in this, there's not a bad person in this movie. now. No. You know, a considerable amount of screen no. time. but And that, like, makes it even more impressive when you notice how good she is. Like, you see all these other people put on these great, you know, Performance that you're just always going to remember, and she's just so far and above them. So it's Meryl. Yeah. It's the easy pick, but it's the right pick. It, to get, it is. Know, like, yeah.
0: Sometimes it's, it's, it's just best to go with what, what's right in front. Like, I'm not going to get too cute and be the like, the eyes don't lie. Man. Yeah. I'm like, well, the fashion industry in 2000, like the early 2000s, no, it's Meryl Streep. All right, Cole, rinse two. Who is
1: it? it? It's a queen sweep. Um, okay. <laughs> like you said, it, you, you can't get too cute on this one. It's, no. it's just Meryl Streep. I mean, she's. What, what else can we say about her at this point? Like, she is by far the best part of this movie. The movie probably doesn't get made if Meryl Streep's not attached to it. So, I mean, I, I you know, who didn't necessarily need to make money right now? Meryl Streep. But, um, you know, her doing the movie and giving it her all, even though it wasn't, you know, up to the standards of some of the other performances she's given, still has value. Um, so Meryl Streep for me as well.
0: That's I figured that. I didn't want to say it out loud, but I figured that one would have been a clean sweep. And as much as we've been, talking
1: although about Stanley it, Tucci, very close to me, very yeah. close, yeah.
0: absolutely, he's right there, yeah. absolutely right there. Yeah. So best scene I had the 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 montage of you know like a good montage, but the whole montage of Andy starting to figure things out, starting to get her footing at runway. And I just liked... It because it, it didn't need to be drawn out. I think they're just a clip of her putting things together. I did like the... this the unrealistic scene of, like, Chris, like you talked about, of her getting the Harry Potter manuscript, which just would never happen. It was just so silly. But <laughs> her figuring things out, her having the coffee in the office before, before Miranda would even ask for it, her having, you know... Going to get certain things or just kind of... Like, when she did start to put effort into it and kind of seeing seeing the big picture you know it's like a lot of times does a rookie QB and just like a game where he just gets it or starts to get it get it in the movies or in, not the movie in the during the season like that that clicking point so I like that that whole montage of her starting to get it together and and really start being successful at her position all right Chris what was yours
2: Mine is—we already covered it—the scene where she's in Paris and she, I guess, walks into the hotel and she sees uh, she's Miranda there, and, you know, after the divorce or whatever, mm-hmm. or after she, mm-hmm. her husband, I guess, had told her he's gonna get one. And I mean, that scene is just so good. It's maybe the one that strongly puts her over Stanley for me. When I had to pick my rents, do I think without this scene, I had a tougher time? But she's falling apart and she's having these like emotions where she's clearly upset but she's also you know trying to figure out how to get snoop Dogg close to her and it's like it's just <laughs> in her face right like, she's not really you know expounding too much on the divorce at least not at first or anything it, it's just like like her eyes like she's doing something really really looks like she wants to cry or whatever and just yeah. like the like the tone that she it's weird because like she kind of was like this monotone low tone like throughout the whole movie because she you know didn't have to get loud with anybody she right. was you know she was in charge right but something about the way that it was kind of flat in this scene wasn't this you know kind of i don't care i'm in charge and like, you could feel the sadness you could hear the sadness like to be able to go from those two different you know types of emotionless i guess not emotions because she's sad right but you get what i'm saying Like to switch mm-hmm. back and forth between that kind of like low tone and that kind of withdrawn speaking and to have one that's for, you know, a sense of superiority, one that's like, I am a completely broken shell of a person. That scene was just so good.
0: It really was. We, she showed she showed a whole lot in that scene. I, that's that's a really good one, actually. All right, Cole.
2: She could put just so many emotions together, like, all at once. Oh, and no, like, And, like, easy. her voice and her face and would not be overdo it. completely different things. And you're like, shit, that's Meryl Streep. All
1: right, Cole, what was yours? Uh man, I had two, and and fuck y'all if you have a problem with it. <laughs> no, not at all. I, um, I just couldn't decide between them, but I love the Stanley Tucci just quit scene. Um, not because it's necessarily good advice. Um, because I don't know that that <laughs> is right, good I'm on,
0: advice. I'm on the fence, yeah.
1: But him being able to take what is. Pretty small of a scene and be able to make such a powerful scene out of it and just show the importance of all of that to him and to make her understand it all in like a pretty short period of time. And in an office, you know what I mean? Sometimes, right. like, great scenes don't take all this extra, you know, stuff that we talk about. It could just be two people acting their fucking ass off, and yep. that's what it was. Yep. Um, and then my second scene is the the cab scene with Meryl Streep at the end, uh, with Anne Hathaway, because that's just Meryl Streep just doing her fucking thing, man. And, yep. like, I could watch that 15 times because, one, one, it's word. just... One word. It, she doesn't say a ton, and then she also just basically, you know, pants her because she's like, "Oh, well, you already did it to Emily," you know, and just shows like all of the intelligence that she carries throughout the movie. Um, so I just love both those scenes uh, quite a bit, man.
0: Yeah, they're they're awesome. It's really really
1: good ones. I I completely agree. Yeah. So on the awards front, what all did you see there, Cole? Um, obviously, Meryl Streep was nominated for Best Actress, um, mm-hmm. and Best Achievement in Costume Design. Obviously, that that makes sense as to why that got nominated. Uh, neither won. Um, I can't remember who won Costume that that year. I think it might have been Marie Antoinette, um, which was also very well costume design. But it is kind of surprising that this one didn't do it. So, mm-hmm. but outside of that, not much. I mean, you know, those are two very respectable. Categories to be nominated in, so. Oh, yeah, good work. No doubt.
0: no doubt about it. Yeah. So on the trivia front, I did find a couple of things. I'll, I'll let you guys run with whatever you found first.
1: Main one for me um was that there was a, a million dollars spent on costuming in this movie alone. Jesus so, yeah. That's fucking. That's sick. That's big time. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what'd you see?
2: Uh, the funny one was like on the first day of. Filming where Meryl Streep, uh, I think she was. Let me check. She was talking to Anne Hathaway. She's like, yeah. "I think you're perfect for the role. I'm so happy you are working together. We'll be, we'll be just so perfect." And she, said, that's the last nice thing I'm going to say to you this entire time. By and the it way. was, yep. And then that was that was that was <laughs>
0: that my funny my little tidbit there. She's like, "This will be the last thing I say to you," and that's all she said. <laughs> I love those type of <laughs> that's stories. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, same. Then I found so all the costumes were sold at auction for cancer research. I thought that was that was neat oh, there. that is cool. Type yeah, of story
2: yeah. I love even more. Yeah. yeah tru-
0: even better. Yeah, truly. So that is the, the Devil Wears Prada. If you haven't watched it in a while, go check that out. It's on Hulu. Like We've taken a little bit of a break from HBO Max. So, I fully expect Chris to take us back to HBO Max. Yeah, it's at this been a point, while now because huh? it's been been a little minute since we've been. been on platform, <laughs> I actually so, am. <laughs> yeah, I kind of kind of figured. Oh that was yes, the case, thank goodness. Yeah, but it, like but it's also in, six inevitable. in a row or something. Yeah, I mean it's kind of inevitable because their catalog is off the charts. So I also get it that we do hang out on HBO Max. But Chris, what is our next? We
2: are going to watch a movie that is finally available. I keep trying to watch it. And every time I go somewhere, it's gone. When I think about it. We're gonna to go to HBO Max. We're gonna watch X
0: Oh, I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod God. before, if we've
2: referenced it, mm-hmm. no. but yeah, I'm excited to finally watch this. I'm gonna go watch that the right Carlin. now. Duo. We will not be watching the third. This will be the last Alex Garland film we watch. We will not be covering <laughs> Men when it's on stream. <laughs> <laughs> not. I would Still never I ask another yet, person though. to watch that movie. I will pay you a dollar to not see it. There's so many better things you can do with your time. I'd rather you build a house than watch me. You know? yeah, there you go. Like
1: an Unforgiven. <laughs>
2: yeah. Watch men or build an entire house. Hand me that
0: hammer. Out of ramen. Yeah. Is that how you start? You just need a, <laughs> a hammer. A ramen yeah, house. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. A hammer. The
2: integral tool to building a house. I think
0: hammer and ramen. Yeah. That's it. All right, everybody. So you have your Martian orders. Go check out the Devil Wears Prada hulu and then we're going to go to hbo max our favorite platform for now and we're going to watch ex machina so for all of us here at the stream team keith evans cole miller chris lowry everybody gird your loins